Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and G with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 394. Where we're going to talk about comics coming out August 30th, 2015, the fifth release week in August. Sometimes not a good week to release. Sometimes a gold mine that people overlook because they've been to their comic book shops four other times in a month. But Drew, before we get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, do we have any feedback, anything from our listeners, or what's going on in the random world of comics? Yeah, um, Jason from Hawaii sends us a question. Are your wives okay? Oh, no. man, that's never, oh. never a good start. Just never in general, yeah, no. Yeah. Are your wives okay if I take a picture of Jessica oh, okay. Jessica Nigiri holding up a sign? Ooh, Jessica Nigri. I love her. Nigri. Big fan. Holding up a yeah. sign saying, happy belated birthday to you and Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure who Jessica Nigri is. It sounds like you do know who she is. I do. Let me just image search her real quick. Careful. Careful. Hello! <laughs> yes, our wives don't care. And and who cares if they care? Please send her or her with a sign <laughs> to uh, to us. That'd be lovely. She's a she's a beauty. Cos- yeah, she's cosplayer. Awesome. She's awesome cosplayer. She's bubbly. She's tons of fun. She does all kinds of neat videos. She's a complete goofball, but uh, she, I think she's good for the geek industry, and uh, I always liked her. I have for years now. Yes, um... Uh, that would be lovely, thank you. Uh, and our wives won't won't know, so or I mean won't mind, won't mind. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, Michael Lamb says uh, the New Mutants '87 Lenticular Homage cover has a chance yeah. to be hot in October. Mm-hmm. So that's a I'm guessing that's a cable. It legitimately looks just like the cable, the cable for appearance cover. Only Liefeld has redone it, okay. Um, like smoother line work and stuff. It actually looks pretty rad. And then adding lenticular on top of it. Okay, nice. Um, got my gears in the grind. Grinding my gears. Oh, got my... you know what really grinds Drew's gears? Uh, they're doing. A Joker origin story movie. Ooh, yeah, that's what she said. Well, yeah, I don't know what to believe about all this stuff. There's so much bat, you know, Affleck's out. Joker origin story. Jared, no We've Jared pushed, Leto. No Jared Leto. But We've Martin Scorsese's attached. Martin Scorsese. Uh, the next movie is going to be Shazam. I don't know what to friggin' believe anymore. Okay, but on its face, Joker, his origin should be nebulous it should be confusing it should not be definitive it it should not be pearls in an alley uh never in my opinion this is a travesty and are you saying you could not enjoy a joker knowing his origin my first my first instinct is don't touch this with a 10-foot pole Mm -hmm. and you'll this is not you're not allowed you're not allowed to to provide the definitive origin for for joker mm-hmm. um I've, I've heard some back and forth um and one of the things that i have heard that i like as a as an a version of this is if it was an anthology movie of 
multiple origins that conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. And you don't actually ever know which one the real origin is. That one I could stomach. I could stomach that if there was still an air of mystery. But I think there has to be an air of mystery. Well, I mean, we we current in current continuity, we have three Jokers. So, hypothetically, we have three origins. True. So, just by us knowing one, wouldn't necessarily know the others. Now, you're a big 1989 Batman fan, correct? Yep. In that movie, we know every stitch about the origin of Joker. Does that lessen that character and what Jack Nicholas brought? Yeah. But, I will say the fact that Heath Ledger's Joker within that movie... That you don't know anything about him, and he just comes into town with such an air of mystery, absolutely adds so much more to that character. And I'm with you that I, I I think the nobody wants Joker origin. Nobody wants any origin. Part of the reason that everybody loves Spider-Man: Homecoming is because we skip the origin and all this stuff. You know, we all kind of know and want to move on from a lot of that stuff. So nobody's asking for this, but maybe <laughs> you are a maybe. Yeah, I'm not going to say burn it, you know, kill it with fire. This is the worst idea ever, but I think there's a million things that would be better spent than this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, Joker's origin has, has been on film already. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't thinking about 89, which is kind of my Batman. So. I was going to say, that, that's that's your wheelhouse. That's that's 19-year-old yeah. Drew. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe you're softening me up a little bit on this. And, and uh, I have another problem. There's also the speculation about uh, a Jared Leto and uh, Harley Quinn. Or sorry, Joker and Harley Quinn, Jared Leto and Margot Robbie. You know, Joker and Harley movie. That is such a abusive Stockholm relationship. It's terrible. I don't. I don't want to watch two hours of that. I don't think you can, in this day and age, I don't think you can do that. Well, I mean, it still bubbles up in the comics. Absolutely, but it's comics. You can and just it's terrible. Panel. Yeah. yeah. And it, you, get weird, you get weird little nuanced things, like you get that that comes through in something like Injustice, where Harley talks about having a, a child that she had to hide from Joker and that kind of thing. Yeah. But if you actually analyze it, it's about her abuse and her hiding a child from Joker. Yeah. And, yeah, it just feels so out of place in today's world. And it should have been out of place <laughs> whenever it, it yeah. bubbled up in the first place. Yeah. But now it just it just feels wrong. And um, I don't, yeah, I don't like that relationship being played up at all. I like, mm-hmm. I like her a little stronger, a little, a little tougher. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, Mech Cadet U by Greg Pack or Pock. Uh, Greg Pack. Got picked up from uh, a miniseries to an ongoing. Yeah. So and, good for good for Boom. And good for me. I, I pre-ordered this. I, I looked highly on it. I like the way Greg Pack does stories, and it didn't hurt that I had just happened to have, right when I was placing my order, been moving some things around, and I was moving World War Hulk back and forth, and I saw Greg Pack, and I was like, when I saw Cadet U, I was like, I'm going to pre-order that. That looks good. I, I trust Greg Pack's storytelling, and that goes against my normal rule of mini-series that people don't necessarily know about, you normally not having long-term value. Yeah. Uh, I took a flyer on it, and this is good for that. You are the reason why 
image launches everything as an ongoing, and then they convert them to a miniseries three issues later. Because I believe that's math and and you know scientific structure and looking at things that a lot of these these these. Even if you look at, think we love Brian K. Vaughn, but, you know, the series of his that didn't do anything was the short, tiny, little series that ended after five issues and everybody forgot about already. I mean, so really, why? Why even, don't ever call anything a miniseries. Call them all new number one and the first of a thousand issue series that we have tons of stories to, to tell. And then, and then on issue three when it's solicited say it's three of five and it depends on, on your ethics but there's also two schools of thought i mean for the collector yes do that every time but if you're trying to hook a new reader and you're like look we're only you only have to be in for five this is going to cost you a total of fifteen dollars take this ride with us yeah i don't think that works you know, current solicitations have shown us it doesn't, because everything's like brand new series. Get on right here that ends in two months, but we're not going to tell you that. But I don't. So I really don't know why anyone ever, ever, ever calls anything a miniseries anymore. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Mister Miracle, a twelve issue maxi series. Vision, uh, a twelve issue. Uh, why, why, uh, you shouldn't have done that. Your sales would have been higher without that. Mm-hmm. I think Mr. Miracle's doing okay, but... Yeah, no doubt. At least I liked it. Um, Emiliano Bagnardi says, uh, Kyle, go back on vacation based on your Sandman confusion. <laughs> Again, didn't read anything during that time period. Can't read. Uh, can't read. Yeah, uh, I, I've mentioned on many times those kind of things are a blind spot for me. Um, I was simply prepared to talk about that moving. <laughs> no follow-ups. I, I was ill-prepared for you to ask me any questions in regard to yeah. it, and I, I, it was a stumbling fall. So yeah. this is yet again a reminder that Kyle needs to prepare and plan better. Um, turns out... Did you, ever, did you find your Sandman stuff? Yeah, yeah, I found nice. them. Yeah. Did you have those? Uh-huh. Nice. I got to take a picture and put them up. Um, Wade Ledden says, All-Star Batman is done at number 14, hey. which we had a conversation. And I was like, he's got to be in. He can't be doing this in metal at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sur- the numbers weren't huge for All-Star. Yeah. Um, so I surmise that it's a possibility, and sometimes my surmising... Uh, is is like prognostication. Yeah. Uh, once every once once in a while. So sell your all star Batman's now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Michael Lamb wants to know, Kyle, are you hunting down the Paul Pope variant of Nightwing? Yes, I'm. Ho- you know me. I'm a Nightwing completionist. When it was came to New Fifty Two Nightwing, I had every single book. Yeah. I had every single B cover. I even when we had the Joker die cuts, I went and se- seeked out the retail variants that didn't have the die cut on front. True. Or the the what 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 variant was that called? The newsstand variant. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, I'm just just cuckoo for Nightwing puffs, and, and it makes uh, it easy yeah. because they're independently orderable and not they are incentive but... or tiered. Variants, yep. so uh, yeah. you, you should be able to get that for cover price. 
yeah, I, I ordered everything that was available through the order, and then I always go back and, like I said, I use my uh, uh, my comic book realm. And while I'm in there, I make sure there's a check mark next to everything, as far as Nightwing's concerned. That seems to be um, all the feedback for this week. All right. What else um, is going course, on? Of course, last week we talked about uh, our picks of the week, and we missed a couple things. Of course, Weapon X number seven. Uh, we talked about Weapon H, and we talked about that uh, on the previous Totally Awesome Hulk. We caught, and we, we just we dropped not, right by it. Drove right by it. We, well, no, we got it. We just didn't catch the origin, which is this Weapon X seven. Oh, and, okay. And, and some more into that, and it went went cray cray and it's a $15 book um, right around 10 now but shot to 15 on day of so it was a heck of a book there um, also uh, what else was good oh we talked I think we just talked to Eric quite a bit about the Mata variants of a lot of the Batman stuff and he was really high on that Shadow yeah. number 5 Mata variant and it uh, sold through like crazy did some really great things. Yeah, Wolf was Wolf was saying um, Weapon X Seven on fire already hasn't even come out yet. And mm-hmm. then uh, Jay Mick says, uh, "Why is this book caught fire? Um, I I don't I don't get it." And yeah. um, and basically, it's first appearances and origins of new characters um, can be can. Don't don't always, but can mm-hmm. become key issues over time if that character becomes a hit and gets its own book and becomes popular and one of those things has to happen um, and has to have some staying power and and then it, then it's a key issue and it's um, New Mutants ninety eight it's New Mutants eighty seven it's Batman Adventures twelve it's Hulk 181. Hulk 181. Um, so always first first appearances are cool long term spec uh, books and, yeah, and people love the first appearance of Hulk. People love the first appearance of Wolverine. Why would you not like the both in one? <laughs> it's it is yeah. Why did this and, take and every, so long to come up? And with? everybody just realizes this is obviously the type of character that Marvel will just drive till we're sick of. Yeah. Maybe he'll be an inhuman. <laughs> More than likely, they're going to shoot him into space and do Planet Wolverine Hulk. Oh, perfect. World War Wolverine Hulk. Perfect. World War H. Gotcha. Um, I was crawling around on comicsheatingup.net, and they said, Hey, if you guys like signed comics, Midtown Comics has signed version of Dark Knight's Metal. Um, it's normally a $5 book, but for $10 you can get a Cider signed one or a Capullo signed one. But not both. But not both, but each independently of that. So um, normally if you can get a signed comic with a COA from Midtown, I do a lot of that. Especially a lot of times you can get them for cover. This one's double cover, um, and if you like signed, and it's but kind of a neat. It's a, here's it's a the, weird Simon Bisley variant. Here's the, here's the good thing about that, the, here's mm-hmm. why I would do that. Um, the lines for Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo at conventions are hella long. Yeah. And um, usually capped or hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless you like doing that stuff and hanging out in lines for long periods of time, um, you're not going to 
get a Scott Snyder or Capullo signature um, unless you put some serious time in. So if you can just pay double cover and have somebody do it for you, I mean, you can't get it personalized. That's the yeah. It's well, it's a situation where this because it's not a regular cover A. It is a Simon Bisley variant cover, which they're selling just the regular variant cover for ten, or the signed variant cover for ten. So no brainer. Yeah, if you like that kind of thing, I do that whenever I find that kind of thing for like no extra money for the signature. I usually snag it just for fun, and uh, these are ones that I thought were pretty intriguing. Now, Drew, there's also some Scuttlebat coming out, coming from Comic Beat. We uh, we always talk, hey, Marvel shenanigans, hey, Marvel shenanigans. Man, their orders are a nightmare. Poor comic shops, poor cowabunga. Please, Eric, explain to us how to get these. Yes. What appears that com- comic shops are starting to draw a line in the sand, and the straw that has broken their proverbial back is Ma- Marvel lenticular covers. Okay. Uh, so there is an article popped from Comic Beat. And it's uh, a tweeted-out statement on Monday from Big Bang Comics of Dublin, letting its fans know that they and will not be carrying Marvel Legacy event lenticular variants. This is Dublin, Ireland. I don't know, but I, I'm just I, that was just the name of it. Okay. So I don't know exactly where it's located. Instead of having an open order for their lenticular variants, like DC Marvel is putting them under a meet or exceed requirement. Uh, it, yeah, BBC, so this does sound like Iron. Making local comic book shops jump through hoops to be able to order these. For Big Bang Comics, that would mean having to order up to 170% more on a regular title than needed in order to be able to order just the lenticular variants. Another concern for the retailers is that lenticular covers will sell out, leaving regular covers just sitting on the shelf. These concerns are stated as having been repeatedly discussed with, but never ever addressed by Marvel. The writer of this also states, noting that he has been in contact with around 70 other retailers who share their concerns and that they are no longer going to be ordering anything with a meet or exceed requirement, stating we are not going to do it anymore. It's not good for us, it's not good for you, and it's not good for comics. We're over the jumping through hoops and the meet and the terms of meet or exceed needs to be put to death in that order form and never seen again. Okay. I mean, that seems a little Pollyanna to me. I I can't imagine that they're that that's actually going to be followed through by. Through, but by I mean, these these are shops that are with meet and exceeds. Some local shops are having to order an additional one hundred copies of some books just to meet these requirements. Right, but it won't that won't be for everything. No, but occasionally that'll happen. Uh, Either way, it's it's horrid shenanigans, and everybody wants the process dead. Now I'm a huge vote with not everybody, guy. not everybody. Uh, let me tell you why. Um, okay, tell, talk, tell me why. Tell me why um, everybody doesn't think this is just Marvel being greedy. If you if you don't already listen to uh, the Cowcast by our friends James and Eric at Cowbunga Comics, mm-hmm. um, that podcast is uh, pretty retailer focused. A lot of a lot of cool in, inside baseball topics. Really interesting stuff. Um, last episode, episode before, they talked about it was all about variants, tiered variants, um, and the value of them to uh, different stakeholders. Mm-hmm. And um, one this of, kind of things good for the little guy. What? Yeah, who, who benefits from them? What, w- wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be better if? 
you just put out a variant that cost $20 um, and didn't make anybody jump through hoops for it. And then that person that wanted that variant would be able to um, buy it for that price. And then uh, the shop would be able to sell it for that price and win-win. Well, they do a really good job of walking us through the kind of pros and cons, devil's advocate views on on what the benefit is for a comic shop, what the benefit is for um, short-term speckers like ourselves, mm -hmm. um, and uh, as, as well as collectors and chasers, and um, of course to, for the publishers. Um, and, and they do a better job than I'm doing right now. What I'm going to try to paraphrase is is that for for the speculator, of course, you want if somebody sells you a comic for twenty dollars, that's the value of the comic. If if somebody if if you have to chase a variant that doesn't have a price, but is only accessible by a one in twenty five means. Maybe that's a $20 comic. Maybe that's a $5 comic. Maybe that's a $100 comic. 1 in 25, 1 in 50 is not what we're talking about. Okay. We are talking about order and exceed. Which is, but it's... Or meter exceed. They talk, They touch on those as well. Um, and, and it's of the same vein. Of the same vein. And for some retailers, the meter exceed is not a problem because their orders are conservative. Mm -hmm. Um, most of the time. So, and they're and they're not saying meter exceed orders of Star Wars number one. You know, it it's meter exceed stuff that you shouldn't have massively overordered anyway. There have been situations where meter exceed have been overprinted number ones, but it's rarer. But it happens, and I'm not. I, I had a. Please, please don't let. I don't want anybody to think that I am the Marvel apologist. Correct. Of, correct, of correct. this, but I am. I'm telling you, um, there are valid arguments for this um, from a retailer standpoint, mm -hmm. and from a a speculator standpoint. And I, I but I, from a I, from a reader standpoint, a, a strict reader standpoint, somebody who wants to, that's a pretty cover. I'd like to have that and read it. Yes. It's dumb. Makes See, I have sense. no problem with your one in one hundreds, even your one in one thousands. That's cool. That may, you know, go big or go home. That makes sense to me. But the meter exceed on certain things where artificially inflate this for us, scratch this part of our back, and we'll let you do this is not good for anybody. Again, except for Marvel. Again, I'm doing a terrible job of paraphrasing their arguments. But they make good, good arguments. I would, I would, I would urge you to listen to the Cowcast on variants and tiers. It's it's really good, and it kind of uh, illuminates a little bit why it's n it's not awful for everyone. And but it it is it is a hassle, and it is a hassle for a lot of shop owners. And and I can see why they 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 opt out. Um, but for those learned shop owners which we think James and Eric are, mm -hmm. um, who have a firm grasp of uh, their inventory system and order order history and are able to uh, manipulate those numbers. And, and they don't do, it all, do them all, but they can pick and choose 
where to um, hit the tier and not hit the tier. Mm-hmm. Um, they can play the game really well, and then it 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 lets them be players in the speculator market too, and and pass that on to their customers. And they, I think, most of the times they do. They pass the, those those valuable savings on to their customers, which which are cool. But yeah, I can see how it'd be frustrating for some retailers to play it to play the game when they're already ordering heavy amounts. Um, because they're a strong supporter of Marvel, you know, if they're a strong but, okay. supporter of Marvel, they're getting punished for that because um, n- now they have to meet or exceed those already strong supportive orders that they're sending in, and and it's 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 not fair. Yeah, but it, it's especially in these things where it's, you have to order a ton of non-lenticulars to be able to order lenticulars, and guess what? Nobody's going to buy non-lenticulars. It's just throwing money in the garbage. It feel it. It's another blah situation. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, I don't know anything about the formula for for these tiers and how complicated they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ordering a few here and there. I'm not. I'm definitely not all in. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the value is going to be on those. Uh, they could be super easy for a lot of stores to get. Or really, really hard for a lot of stores to get. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I don't. I don't know if we'll be players in that market. As far as Marvel in particular, I'm usually out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the first time in a while, right? Yeah, it is absolutely. Last last Marvel in particular, I jumped in, and that was the Deadpool dancing cover. Okay. Uh, I think that's. All the news and things I have. Awesome. Let's sneak peek it. Yeah. So if there's nothing else, let's head over to previewsworld.com. Click on up or new releases. Head on over to August 30th, 2017. Click it into the old table blue view and drew. Let's start where we always start. Let's start in Dark Horse. And let's also f- ignore the fact that I have feared my words all night tonight. Yeah. I can't speak. Yeah. First podcast ever, guys. I'll get over this. <laughs> uh, my girl, Joel Jones, who turns uh, out is engaged. Um, boo. Con- congrats. Yeah. Um, her, and I guess she's been uh, partying too much on the con circuit and has just now put out Lady Killer number five, which was supposed <laughs> to be out in October of 2016. Um, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh I kind of thought this thing wrapped up, but it must not have. So, um, I'll be buying it because I buy all things Joel, um, and uh, it's pretty awesome. But man, I could I could not fault someone for for saying took too long. I'm out because um, mm-hmm. that was a, a long a long time. And so, uh, but yeah, um, if, if if like me. Uh, you're secretly in love with Joel Jones. Here is a uh, here's a way to show that with with uh, four dollars. <laughs> Let's see. We have Halo: Rise of the Atriox, written by Cullen Bunn, with art by Eric Nguyen. If you're big fans of the Halo series, and this looks yeah, this looks to be based on the uh, RTS Halo Wars Two. Um, here is something kind of rad, which I have. 
a copy of Halo Wars 2 sitting right there that I've not cracked open. Um, but I enjoyed Halo Wars 1 quite a bit, so I will probably get this just because I've been trying to jump back into the Halo universe, and it's not been easy for me. But Cullen Bunn writing it, um, sounds good. But these Halos don't tend to do a ton. These Dark Horse Halos, there hasn't been a bunch of spec market, so yeah. this would just simply be a reading intrigue. Yeah. Uh, anything else you see here? No. All right, let's head on down to DC Comics. Well, it's mostly annuals. Um, no, we have the penultimate All-Star Batman. Yeah, well, I said mostly. But yeah, it's true. We, we have All-Star Batman 13, and we just heard that uh, 14 will be the last one. So um, either finish it up or drop out. Mm. There's a Dark Side special, uh, number one. Uh, in the continuing of the Kirby, honoring Jack Kirby for his 100th birthday. The all-seeing eye from Tales of the Unexpected, or uh, the Unexpected 12 with art by Jack Kirby. Yeah. Uh, we've got Black Racer and Shiloh Norman special. No idea what is what this is. It does have a Bill Senkevich cover. I'm a big fan of that. Um, must be also something part of... Uh, is this part of the Jack Kirby thing? I'm thinking as well because it's. Yeah, I think so. I think that's one of his old characters. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's um, Shiloh Norman has taken up the mantle of Mister Miracle, following the example of Scott Free by cheating death on a daily basis. But when he pushes himself to the limit, the Black Racer comes calling. Now Shiloh is literally running from his death. Running from death itself in a cosmic chase leads both target and hunter across the universe. This includes Tales of the Young Gods of Supertown, reprinted from New Gods 5, 7, and 8, which is old Kirby stuff. Very cool. Red Hood and the Outlaws, annual number one by Scott Lobdell, with art and cover by Tyler Kirkham. Um, this is intriguing because at the end of the last Red Hood and the Outlaws, the, there was a big change for uh, for uh, Bizarro. So they've completely done something different with that character. Um, that's very intriguing. It was a very, very nifty issue. Um, so it, intriguing to see what they do going forward. And the first time they're going forward is this Red Hood and the Outlaws annual, I think. Very cool. Mm. Nice Jenny Frizen cover on the cover B for Wonder Woman. Not her best, but pretty good. Yeah. You're not bad. Alright, anything else here? Nope. Alright, let's head on down to IDW. Also, nope. And swing and a miss. Time for those yet. All right. Well, let's see what Image has to offer. Black Magic is back. Uh, the first part of a new story arc after a little bit of a, a hiatus. So we're mm -hmm. uh, we're back with Black Magic 7. This is Greg Rucka and Nicola Scott. It's called Awakenings 2, the first uh, part of that story arc. Holy has been desecrated. The hammer is closing in, and the Dunridge case hits a snag, one that only reinforces... Morgan's growing suspicion that the killer he and Rowan are seeking may be none other than Rowan herself. 
I don't know what that means. Uh, it's been so long since I've read it. I remember the word Rowan, and that's our main character. <laughs> Other than that, I'm not sure who's who, but uh, I'm excited to get back into this. Ooh, Saga. Uh, saga number 46. An Operation and a Farewell. Short and sweet. Yep. Farewells are never good. Uh, crosswind number three. Um, I thought the second issue was really good. Better than the first. And so I'm looking forward to this third issue. Good stuff. Old Guard trade paperback. As issues one through five for $17. Those are normally five bucks an issue. So this isn't that bad of a nice little Greg Greco value when you really look at it. Um, so that might be worth reading them. I wouldn't. I wasn't into them because of their price, um, but this is uh, probably a good opportunity to catch that story, and it seems like well worth it. Yeah, um, of all people, Greg Rucka needs to gouge us. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's really surprising. Um, maybe his artist is driving the boat on that price price range. Um, I don't know. Pretty pretty high. Mm-hmm. Also could mean that uh, it's not going to be around much longer. It's more possible. If you're not going to have 10 volumes, uh, why would you short price your um, initial trade? Yeah. All right, anything else in Image? No, not really. Yeah, big dog and a couple little things in there. Let's head on down and see what Marvel has for us. Our good friend America. Yeah, a bunch of Black Panther uh, comics. Deadpool has his secret empire tie-in. Deadpool sides with Hydra for too long, but no more. Have you been reading the Generations stuff? Nope. Pairing um, usually two self-named... Yeah, the the old version and the new version. Yes. um, The conceit is that something is bringing the old version or the new version into the timeline of the old version. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an, it's kind of a self-contained story. Uh, lessons are learned. And then uh, w- the new version fades away. Yeah. And, and we don't know exactly what's causing this. Um, I did not like uh, a couple of them. But I, I did like the uh, the Wolverine ones. <laughs> yeah, we knew we would on that one. Um, I, I, I might like the Thors. I haven't read that one yet. And I'm looking forward to this one, which is the the Hawkeyes. Um, but they're both from the same timeline. Yeah, so we'll see how that setup works with this story. Yeah, because this apparently is an inexplicably young Clint Barton. So he might so, be pulled forward. Yeah, we have, you know, very green Clint Barton with Kate Bishop. Might be fun. Might be fun. Uh, I don't think they're worth $5. Um, but, and, and I also don't understand what the, if these matter at all. Leading into, yeah. leading into yeah. Legacy, I don't know if it's really that Im- important. But, um I'm just telling you, I, I've had uneven experiences with them so far. 
This is yet another event that we weren't supposed to have because we were supposed to hang out and be a little bit chill after Secret Empire. Yeah. And we're right into another. Speaking of which, heck of of a Secret Empire. Heck of a segue. um, We do have the 10th issue of 10 uh, Secret Empire is coming out. (laughs) No, the 10th issue of 9. True. That's true. 10th issue of 9. 10th issue of 9 and plus. Not really the end, because I think there's an Omega volume coming that is going yeah. to tie up loose ends, perhaps. Um, I'm going to pretend this is the end and look forward to reading that and and uh, finishing off the this 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 event. And uh, I, I I think it's been good, but as it good, good good. I good. think it's been good, um, but but I like I like Nick Spencer and I liked it from the start, so I didn't have any problems with it. We shall see where Nick Spencer goes from here. Yeah. Hopefully back to uh, his image the, book. The Fix, yeah. The Fix, yeah, thank you. It's been so long since we put one out, I forgot the title. <laughs> it's been a while. Hey, uh, do we like Mace Windu? See, we uh, we do like Mace at Windu. We uh, like okay. purple lightsabers. We like, you know, bald heads in robes. Okay, well, good because I'm I'm guessing this is going to be one of those five issue miniseries. More than likely correct, but let's not solicit it that way. Yeah, for over a thousand generations, the Jedi have been the peacekeepers of the galaxy, but now at the dawn of the Clone Wars, they find themselves in a new role: generals in an army of the Republic. As Mace Windu, one of the Jedi's greatest warriors, leads a small unit of Jedi into battle. Shortly after the war begins, the Jedi must make peace with their new role or be lost to the violence around them. So this is our uh, Mace Windu stuff. It's an intriguing time. I, I've seen some Mace Windu stuff in Clone Wars. I think the original Comedy Central one, the, the slightly more rudimentary cartoon one, uh, with some Mace Windu stuff where he actually is the guy that, uh, that uh, gives... General Grievous' cough crushes his chest. So I think we're kind of in the precursors to that moment. Kind of hope they deal a little bit with Grievous and him uh, in the back and forth with the general stuff in this. Could be interesting. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, we have our $1 versions of classic Marvels. Our Ant Man's and the Wasps and our Iron Man's. Those are Man. those are kind of cool. I wouldn't mind having. I wouldn't mind reading both of those. Yeah, man, I can't believe X Men Blue is on ten already. That thing's flying. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, coming out regularly at the coming out. Then. Yeah, no, no long delays. Definitely. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number twenty two. Doesn't look like it's a tie-in to Secret Anything. Uh, versus Ego, the Living Planet. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Alright, anything else for us in Marvel? Well, I don't see anything. Alright, let's head on into our smaller publishers, our Onis, our Black Masks. Does 451 still exist anymore? Who knows? Boom, Dynamite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh man. Animosity nine. Yeah. As we continue to weave through the mainline animosity. 
We have Batvark number one from Ardvark Vanheim Comics. A four dollar price point. That's a Cerebus kind of. That's the Cerebus imprint. Yeah, I think. Yeah, this is this one guy. Yeah. Of course, a, a nice little homage to uh, Batman number one. Other than that, no real interest in Other than that, then, hey, I know that cover. Yeah. We have uh, Spirit Hunters 10 of 12. This has been delayed a few months, um, marching towards the end of this series, and it's been a fun Xenoscope series that I've enjoyed. And by golly, uh, I'm not seeing much. There's that Robocop. Robotech 2, um, any interesting covers that might jump off the page since we enjoyed that first? Uh, no. No art they germ? Just, they just don't have the name they need to on them. Yeah. Action figures are cool, but not that one. Yep, nothing fancy there. Gumby number 2, Rapture number 4, Savage. That's not what I thought it was. Nothing. Swing and a miss. Anything else? Not really. Drew, can you find a lock? A lock? There ain't a whole lot here. A pick of the week. <laughs> Is it worth going to your LCS? Um, I'd say you probably could stay home unless you've got to have. That Joel Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you got to have your fix of Joel Jones and Lady Killer number two, number five finishes out that series, and uh, and you got to you got to run, run, don't walk in there to get that. But uh, besides that, man, I don't know. I'll have to read Saga second number one, so that'll be something I'll have to have. Yeah, other than that, everything can wait. I don't see anything here that's going to be worth more than a dollar on the day or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is this is one of the um, thinner week tens. I mean, could there be a revelation in Secret Empire ten? No, <laughs> no. Since we're already no. two events behind it. Already. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I think most of our post Secret Empire books have already started post Secret Empiring. Um, so nothing great, great will happen. Yeah. It's a black and white cover for one of the spawns. Um, it, it it is thin pickings. We knew that in a five week release month, sometimes these bad. things happen, yeah. especially post uh, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, a lot and of publishers have put out everything they have uh, if they don't have anything coming out right away. If they only yeah. have like two or three releases, they're going to make sure they get it out by then. So you're not going to get some of those small press books now. And then Marvel's winding down event, and DC's hitting on its its annual breaks. So put that all together, and you got a thin week. Uh, of course, you know, support your local shops, run in, uh, take the opportunity to dig through some back issue stuff and fill out. Ask them oh, about their start a new series. Ask them about tears, like crying <laughs> tears, incentive tears. Yes. Talk about lenticulars and see if you can get more and more foil prints. <laughs> Ask them how easy it is and how much fun it is to do their order every month. There you go. Um, my pick is going to be uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws annual number one because Nightwing's in it. Wow. That's all. That's wow. all I got. I, you're you're as bad as me. Yeah. 
I don't think anybody cares about All-Star Batman right winding down. Just, you know. I don't think so. Not yeah. a ton. Um, we didn't get a chance to do a preview spotlight this month, Drew. We kind of screwed up on uh, how early we got to start doing those. Did we? Did we oh, screw okay. up? I, or did somebody take three vacations? Hmm. Who was also, that? Also a distinct possibility, but, but I believe that? on the week we needed to do it, I mentioned, do we have to do it? And I was told no. Oh, did you? So, did, oh, so, so because you mentioned it at the last minute, therefore you're absolved of all blame. Ta-da. See, wow. my wife understands that logic. You should. Wow. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot of crazy stuff within it, but uh, I did spend some time looking at uh, a lot of the Walking Dead anniversary issues as far as image is concerned. Hey, I did too. I went all in. Bought them all. You, you Seriously, some of them were garbage creators, so I picked and chose on create based I, on creators. I like Walking Dead a lot. I do too. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I decided um to buy every single walking dead homage cover that image was putting out and that is their entire line no it's not even close to their entire line it's it felt maybe... like their entire line i think there was 20 no. of them yeah and they're releasing 50 books 25 so. maybe no you're, you're 20 we're closer with 20 closer with 20 it yeah. felt like a lot on my pocket mm-hmm. so it, it hurt the wallet but um i just want to get them all lay them out yeah. roll around on them and then uh, I probably won't roll around on them. I was going to say, that, that, that right there, your value is gone, my friend. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do want to see them all in a row. Yeah, there was a Scotty Young one that I'm excited to get. Uh, a lot of the, I'm like, oh, cool, maybe Saga. No, crap. Maybe Paper Girls and Cliff Chang. Ah, crap. A lot of the big artists I wanted to did not do them. Yeah, um, it was so like a lot of these super... books that I've already dropped. So I had yeah. to buy books that I don't even read anymore. Um, yeah, Ray so Falks with Underwinter. They got me. They got me. I went. I went all in, um, just to just to see what they all look like um, in person and be able to feel yeah. them in my fingers. A lot Sajic of a lot of the homages one. are pretty spot on. Oh, you actually seen them? I haven't. Any, yeah, I haven't I've seen, seen them. them. I was yeah, just I've going... seen some of them. Gotcha. In the press yeah, release, so I picked about eight to ten, I think. Um, but yeah, if it was, se- yeah, I wasn't going to go all in with them. And some yes. of them were, like, issues that I was like, why would they pick Walking Dead 8? Yeah. You know? You know, it was yeah. like, why didn't they pick Walking Dead 19? You know, mm-hmm. some of the more, uh, you know, legendary covers. Um, but Excited it, for the Dustin Nguyen. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. I highlighted a few here. But yeah, uh, there was a bunch that I was just like, nah, nah. Because I think the value is going to be in certain ones that are based on creators and not necessarily the whole lot. So what about me uh, after I've rolled on mine and uh, get the wrinkles out, press them, and put them out in a big row and say complete set Walking Dead homage covers? What do you think? You don't think that you only got to be impressive? It'll be impressive, and that will be hard to come by. So you'll be in, you know, very good there. But I don't think they're gonna be. You know, so far these haven't been as sought after as we think, unfortunately. Yeah. Jeremy Hahn did one for Realm. That was pretty awesome. No, Jordi Belair, Vanessa Del Rey, no Redlands one. I was disappointed in that. That kind of thing. Manifest Destiny did one. Yep. That one was good. So I had to buy two of those. 
Oh yeah, just because you're playing on. Because I'm on I a flip the, line. Yeah, I, I skipped the Lemire one. <laughs> the Royal City. Well, I had to also get. Uh, I had to get three Royal Cities because they did that and the rock and roll, ni- the '90s rock and roll band yep. homage yep, yep, cover, yep. which I don't know if it's Sonic Youth or Weezer. That's Sonic Youth. That's the really? Sonic Youth. Yeah. So yeah. I got to get those. So yeah, oh, I was I was crazy uh, variant buying this time. Yeah, Becky Clunan, but. They're they're you know independently orderable, so those one yeah you. that's better. And they were they're not uh, f final order, they're not foc, so that was great. So I was a big fan of that. But yeah, I just I went through and picked and cho- choose. I did not go all in with him. I did the Rob Liefeld one, obviously that one sounded really cool. Granted, I don't need another tribute to number one, but eh, it's Liefeld doing it, so I figured why not. And of course, I did Jamie McKelvey and Matt Wilson for uh, the Wicked and the Vine. Yeah. So some neat stuff, but in all order, honesty, with this month, I did not do a whole lot in the independence in the back of the book this month, and it just seemed like uh, I don't know if I took a few less chances, but there wasn't a lot of hidden gold for me in this one. But I did spend a lot of time looking at the the uh, Walking Dead tribute covers. But next month, we uh, we think we've got our timeline all figured out, and we'll make sure we get you uh, a little bit of a preview spotlight in due time to get into your LCSs um, to modify your orders. Was there anything else that slid out of your order form? Not really. Not really? Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't a ton. Like, my Marvels are getting super down. i got to start taking a few uh, big shots on Marvel because I'm to the point where I'm not really ordering anything from them anymore. You didn't do any lenticulars then? I I don't think there's going to be any value there. I think okay. this little intercessional and I, I don't I don't I don't know that this event's going to even be anything. I just don't know, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. I held back on that, but I think this next month I'm going to go a little more haywire on some things. So, we shall see. Anything else, Drew? No, that'll do it. Well, thank you for sticking with Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for hanging out with Kyle and Drew. Of course, uh, if we miss something on this little tiny fifth week this august 30th uh feel free to drop us a line at comics for fun and profit uh we've got a gmail account is it comics fun profit at gmail.com comics for fun and profit comics for fun and profit at gmail.com all of this stuff can be found at comics we've got some good conversations going on on our facebook as well we haven't got a single itunes review in a very long time so feel free to drop those up move us up the podcasting ranks make us a little more popular around our peers we would appreciate it we want to thank you so much again for drew and for myself see ya <laughs>